Tell me how ready you are. This is the start. I guess. Welcome to the podcast. <laughs> Hell yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was a great start, guys. Cool. Welcome to Monsters, Myths, and Legends. Let's go. First episode. <laughs> yes, I have, I am podcast. Indeed. Yeah. You came the most prepared out of all of us. I, I did all the research. Mm-hmm. Which is why I will be going last. Ah. Uh, see, I was going to volunteer you first since you did all that hard research. Um, you know what? I don't want I don't want to blow the 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 expectations too far out of the water and then you guys to be subpar. Uh, so, I'll I'll wait until the yeah. end to to wow the the crowd. Wow the crowd. Yeah. yeah. I guess we should introduce ourselves. My name's Mix. I'm going with Spark for now. Dallin. And welcome to our podcast. Like the title implies, we talk about monsters, myths, and legends. Basically, stories from all over the world funneled into this one podcast. Idea? Good stories. That's what we're all here about. There's some good stories. Amazing stories. Mm -hmm. And today we are bringing to the table a classic. Dragons. Dragons. Hell yeah. I had to refrain from using Skyrim. I felt like that, again, that was too pop culture-y. I was going to say. For the start, at least. That is one thing about dragons, is that they're so vast, and the definitions of dragon change throughout the centuries, Wildly. too. Oh, for sure. Yeah. I've, I've seen, like, uh, screenshots of Reddit arguments of, this is how you classify dragons, and it's got, like, a drake and, like, right. a wyvern, wyvern and all that and, stuff. And, um, others. I know all the things. <laughs> Look, I, I've seen the same Reddit post you saw. I just don't remember all the names <laughs> yeah. of their work. And then you look at Greek mythology and you're like, man, Chimera is also a dragon. And that's nowhere on the little or wheel chart. just, you know, horses that were considered dragons. Like, Wait, you know, when? <laughs> <laughs> they were just legit, just these uh, horse-looking creatures that were just like, ah, yes, dragon. <laughs> so funny you should mention that. Is this a perfect segue? It might be a perfect segue. Look, he's oh, going fuck. first. All right, I guess <laughs> Look at all that research okay. he did. All the yeah. research that he did. Perfect segue. <laughs> so, go, riffing off of the horse bodies, um, my my creatures, not specifically dragons, but uh, heavily linked to the uh, start of them in Eastern dragons and sort of um, Chinese dragon culture, is called a keeling, which um, is a is a sub. Uh, species of the Ling creatures family, which are a bunch of uh, one-horned creatures in Chinese mythology. It's a whole thing. We're going to go down that rabbit hole at some point eventually, I'm sure. But Keelings are said to have uh, equinine-like bodies. So they're depicted sometimes with deer bodies, ox bodies, um, and like horses as well. So deer dragon, deer dragon. ox dragon, yes, horse dragon. Yes. So, and they, they get a lot of their physical features, uh, like what associates them with dragons there. It seemed to always be depicted with fish, fish scales on them, um, and also always surrounded with fire. Fish, deer, dragon. Yes. Um, and their faces are said to uh, resemble the what looks like the Chinese dragon, and that's where they get their, their looks. In fact, I believe I uh, come... Uh, between my research and my researcher's research, 
Um, I saw something about how they are a descendant of a specific Chinese dragon, although I don't think I have it in my name, in my notes, because I'm bad, but... That's fine. Dragons is probably one of those topics we're going to come back to I was like, it's going to be here a lot, but Keelings, uh, from what I can gather in at least one mythology somewhere, it is a descendant of a specific Eastern dragon. Um... With that, after a few facts and that, I have just a brief story of um, Keelings. They were believed to appear before a good ruler, and they like they would constantly show up during their reign. Um, and they would also show up before the uh, birth and death of a great sage. So there, there was one great sage known as Confucius. I feel like that name's been thrown around a lot. I hear the name Confucius, and I've uh, read it before. Ah, this just then live updates. In live the field. update from my researcher. Uh, the the Keeling is the descendant of Dragon Yinglong. From from what I gather, Yinglong is one of your traditional Eastern um, Chinese dragons. Those the very long shaped snake like bodies with the shorter legs. If you're interested, during uh, going through all this, I found an image of a statue of a Keeling. And they they kind of look like the Chinese versions of wiener dogs. <laughs> we're gonna try to see if we can get a photo of it up on. We our, we're our gonna Instagram. have a photo up on our Instagram because already. it's it's kind of funny to look at. Um, if I could find a statue of this thing, I would keep it in my house because it's three D printed. It's cool. <laughs> you do have three D printers. Three D printed. I have unlocked potentials. <laughs> there we go. Continue. <laughs> good. Good. So this uh, Keeling showed up before uh, Confucius was born in front of his uh, pregnant mother and was said to have coughed up a jade tablet telling of the greatness of the child that she is bearing within her womb. So, you know, the, again, this this thing just shows up in front of this pregnant lady, coughs up a tablet that then tells this whole story of the child and how great of a, a sage they're going to be of, throughout these lands. And I'm just like, what do, what do you do? What do you do when this happens? So basically mother going along pregnant, the dragon like, hold up. I can tell the future. Yes. Oh. Damn. Imagine being able to throw up and tell the future. Hell yeah. <laughs> that was a power and a half. Um, and then it was also said that a keeling was injured by a charioteer. Uh, which could have been a foretelling for Confucius' death. They are sort of meant to represent and and show uh, great power. Um, they're also uh, they do have some ties in Buddhism. Uh, yeah, uh, and apparently, according to Buddhism, Keelings um, walk among the clouds as to not harm even a single blade of grass. Is pretty, I think, is pretty cool. So they're seen they're they're seen very much as like gentle. And like protector sort of uh, species. Other stories, the Keelan is said to have a habit of incinerating people and possessing a large variety of supernatural powers that are only revealed to protect the innocent from evil. They just have an oopsie habit of incinerating people. <laughs> Oops, sorry guys. <laughs> hey, you know, it happens to the best of us. <laughs> You ever go through your day and just go, oops, sorry, arson. Fuck, I lit another dude on fire again. God. God damn it. How dare I? Gotta do better next day, tomorrow. Try again. 
has a little whiteboard. <laughs> Day <laughs> zero J <laughs> lighting somebody up flame. Incineration. <laughs> Constantly just wiping it away. Sun's always <laughs> known as Wan Ming had his chance in the 15th century in 1414. He made a trip to East Africa. Bringing back with him, he brought a lot of exotic animals, two of which being giraffes. Due to the similarities of how giraffes kind of looked and their oddities, and also what had been, you know, what little people knew of keelings, he used this as like an opportunity to to claim this so-called like greatness for himself to like sort of trick the people into thinking he is this great ruler. It wasn't necessarily that he was claiming that the the giraffes themselves were keelings, but that because of their similarities, they too had magical properties. Which, if you follow Owl House lore, they do have magical properties. Do they? I haven't gotten that. They're from another dimension. Actually, giraffes got kicked out of their dimension because they were so demonic or something like that. (laughs) (laughs) We'll put a pin in that discussion. Pin in that later. We'll come come back to that. Essentially, he just took the how how similar but odd they were to to say they also had magical powers and were also also two symbols of greatness. And with that, he continued his rule. He had many exotic animals from from Africa. Okay, let's be honest though. If you told me which animal was real, a unicorn, a horse with one horn on it, or a giraffe, this camel-looking leopard-printed long-neck creature with little buds at the top of its head. Mm-hmm. The stand's like what, like 20, 30 feet tall? It's, They're really tall. Like it's like and yeah. it has a purple tongue. And it has a purple, purple tongue. Purple I forget tongue. about the purple tongue. Like if you told me which creatures were like, guess which one's fake? Like never going to Earth. I'm like, giraffe. The giraffe. <laughs> yeah, Ain't no way. Whack, I'll be honest. <laughs> That's They're right. weird. That's one thing actually we should cover at some point. It's just the amount of creatures and like uh mytho- mythological things that got brought up from like just how weird our planet is like yeah i know giraffes i know komodo dragons uh spawned a lot of myth well and that's what one thing i kind of want to use this as an excuse for is also talk about animals because a lot of mythologies use animals oh, into it and like so it's was... and mermaids oh yeah, yeah yeah we'll get into that actually <laughs> the american mythology <laughs> uh but there's like an actual like thing with river dolphins down in like the amazon forest uh they actually believe they turn into like humans and go impregnate ladies and then go back into the river or whatnot so really? yeah huh. interesting just some final little things about the keelings um in the ming tomes outside of beijing there's a um 8000 uh, meter path that uh depicts all sorts of uh creatures and animals and whatnot and upon that path, there are four meeling statues. Um, so again, just another spot where they where they uh, show up. They're all carved out of um, white marble, and they're dated to be done anywhere between um, 1368 to 1644 BC. Also in ancient times, the keeling, the phoenix, the fish, and the dragon were all regarded as four important spirits. Um, with the keeling saying to uh, symbolize again just royal power and privilege. So again, they're very heavily tied to royalty and like uh, great leaders. And they, you know, again one of the one of the four sages. Looking into it, it seems at least now the that it is not one of considered one of those four sages, but those sages have changed throughout history. Keelings, they're very interesting. Again, they look goofy, and I love them. <laughs> Do you have a photo I can see? I yeah. Let me uh the the wiki had one. So you showed me the pygmy one, and this one actually looks so much more majestic. 
See that? Yeah, that one's majestic. I'm gonna find. Cool. I'm gonna. F- I'm. I'll. Think, I'll send no you. No wonder the... it ignites people. Look at it. Again, yeah. it's, it's just it, surrounded. It looks fire, like yeah. somebody that lights somebody on fire. Right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Little bastard. Going off your topic with the Eastern Dragons. Um, <sighs> as much like I love the designs of Eastern Dragons. They're like really They're, cool. Yeah. There's massive differences between Eastern and Western uh, dragons oh, yeah. because like Eastern dragons are usually portrayed as these like good spirits you know as you were talking about yeah. these like very royal noble creatures that like have abilities to control the uh landscape and like uh weather patterns and different elements right right very um, powerful creatures in western mythology they in it even mentions it in the bible when they describe a, a dragon wait is there an actual dragon are mentioned there, in the bible yeah, so in the old testament in the book of revelation <laughs> they describe satan as a uh a serpent with great size having ten horns, seven heads, upon which are seven crowns, but it only wants to eat children. <laughs> so what I'm telling is that's biblically accurate, Satan. Correct. It's, I want a 3D printed it's this. this. seven-headed <laughs> uh, dragon with crowns and ten horns. Hell yeah. And it, it's meant to be this deceiver of the world, which is why in a lot of Christianity, um, especially how you betray like medieval knights defeating these dragons for nobility mm-hmm. is because they believe of these dragons being descendants from, you know, Lucifer or Satan, whatever you like to call them. So it's like really cool to see these stories. Cause like, obviously, uh, <clears throat> the huge difference, Eastern dragons are like these beautiful sea snakes or serpents, you know, mm-hmm. but like Western dragons are these monstrous, ferocious, like fire breathing bat, like freaking creatures that are just like burning down landscapes destroying. yeah exactly yeah. like yeah it, it's so <laughs> fascinating to see how different cultures and religions determine what things are look like well and that difference is part of the reason why i want to start this because you say dragon and like the western versus the eastern hat uh, right. atmosphere and it's right. like you Dude. get different like outcomes of that right mm-hmm. absolutely again with eastern just the, they're very much snake-like with but and then even that we could go down the whole thing of like okay what makes a dragon different from a wyvern or uh, there's that's like one that's it's a snake body but it still has like bat wings and yeah there's hundreds of classifications for dragons and millions of designs well yeah even the wyvern design was a very like western inspired design oh absolutely it was like I mean obviously the wyvern is just a um, your typical four legged winged dragon. Mm-hmm. Without the four legs, it only has two. Yeah, the, without the, the front the wing, front the wings legs. are the front legs, which that that it's fascinating to see the different designs and dragons. Absolutely. Like, I mean, what you go from a snake with wings to um, four big legs, giant wings, and how you could even go for one that doesn't even have wings and still consider a dragon. Right. Like, yeah, but that was like that was my big thing is how Christianity just like completely flipped the switch. Interesting. Like. I mean, obviously, you have, yeah, there's the good side of, like, the Western dragons where they're bringing goodwill and, you know, saving children. Obviously, like, the jade uh, showing that children can be good. And then this one's mm-hmm. like, nah, fuck it. I'm going to eat them kids. Yeah, I'm going to eat them kids. Eat I'm the children. Eat them kids. But... Uh, so wait, you said he had seven heads? Yes. Isn't that like isn't that a thing in the Bible? There's like seven rings of hell or something like that? Uh yeah, you are correct. Also so seven deadly sins. Oh yeah, there's a seven Which, deadly sins. That's why the whole thing of dragons being greedy comes from is it's one of the sins that Satan brings. Really? Yeah. 
Huh. It, it's very fascinating because you're just like. Okay, now I have a new idea. It's the seven deadly sins, but they're each represented by a dragon. That is fun. That would yes. be cool. That would be really well, that's fun. what I was getting at. Like more of the rings of hell, but, but like rings each of one of the hell. It's like a sin yeah. or whatever. Interesting. Yeah. I don't know. It's very interesting. But yeah, I, that's why a lot of you know dragons are now depicted, especially on the western side, of big bellies. You know, very greedy. Is because like uh, westerners took the idea of you know. Because, like, Eastern dragons did protect things, but they were out of, like, goodwill of, you know, these are, like, sacred places, like, we need to protect them. Then the Western took it as, oh, no, they're hoarding something there. Right. <laughs> as, you know, us Westerners do. <laughs> well, because they have something, and I want it, but they exactly. don't give it to me, so they're hoarding it. But, yeah, that's the big thing, is, like, being able to depict, because... Uh, uh, that's why snakes are now considered like these devious and like cunning creatures, is because that's right, how, how they were they portrayed. Devil or saying, and they just depicted them as a a snake, a, a serpent, a dragon. Right. I was gonna say dragons being greedy because you bring that up, and uh, my story goes into a greedy dragon too, which I find fascinating. Right. Because you're talking about like England and like the Bible and all mm -hmm. that stuff, and this isn't the Bible, my story, but it's like. It has to do with greed and whatnot too. So mm -hmm. it's like very much a theme of dragons. Which I've I with, when I was researching my stuff, I ran into the things you were researching too because it yeah. just like it correlates like legit. All of our topics are like a storyline. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like if you like that's the cool part. If you look at the history of like all the dragons and whatnot, it's like a storyline of humanity yeah. itself, which I mm -hmm. think is fascinating. Right? And what each uh, each representation of the dragons meant at the time for the people, which mm. I think is really cool. But absolutely, yeah. And now it's, now we're over here like yeah, dragon nerd. Yeah, <laughs> baby, <Dragon> nerd. <laughs> Lord of the Rings. <laughs> How to train your dragon? <laughs> but Dungeons and Dragons. Dungeons There's a lot of dragons. Dragon, Again, dragons have very much hip hop culture. Which, uh, very hard. Yeah, and it's like I mean, dragons have been here from like the myth of dragons has been. Oh, absolutely. In mythology and stuff like that forever. Like, it's weird. Like, that's one of the... I feel like... Is Dragons, like, one of the longest-running myths? Like, it I, seems like it's I one of the older ones. I feel like between dragons and gods, I feel like, yeah. yeah. I think gods might have a longer run than dragons. Right, but gods are so much more ambiguous. Gods. That is true. Like, some, some gods are depicted as these dragons. I'm just curious if it was, like, a specific Eastern dragon that, like somebody like heard the legends of and that's what like formed it into um as they like tor told the story and made it this sort of like um depiction of satan or if somebody was just like i i have a bunch of ideas of what i think the most evilest being i could think of would look like mm. and this is this is what i think it would be like I, i'm wondering if it's like a slow build-up or if it was just like nah this is to be fair though to at the time um there was also like um greek mythology where the hydra existed so there's like that multi-headed creature of... and like they've already had somewhat monstrous like dragon type creatures but then it just like formed in this huge story of like you need to defeat these creatures to be have nobility and right uh, become this holy figure right which i mean also brings into greek mythology because like hercules Her yeah like hercules in the slaying of the hydra yeah exactly yeah like well, even, like, I think a lot of Greek myths, like, the dragons were, like, protectors or something. Like, they were still, like... Uh, yeah, they protected things. Like, yeah. I mean, you... I, I 
felt like I read it somewhere, but like, I mean, obviously, dragon is a loose term. Very loose. <laughs> Very the earlier loose. on you go, it gets looser. Yeah. But like, I mean, obviously, the Chimera was a huge influencer on the look of Western dragons. Well, I was, yeah. I was, I was going to mention, I was like, my the Keeling is a chimerical creature. And uh, it was from the Eastern dragons and even Eastern dragons themselves are sort of chimeras. And so I was thinking about how that led into, you know, the, that depiction of, of Lucifer, which again, comes off very chimerical. And then even dragons themselves, if you take a, a step back and like, don't recognize it as a creature that we just like, Oh yeah, that's a thing. Like yeah. it is very much a chimera of its oh, own. Yeah. It's like what it's a giant, like, like, lizard looking snake thing. with bat wings that has well, like the legs of like a, a you know so again i guess a lizard but like i even then like most lizard legs don't follow a lot of the design at least of what we know traditionally as dragons nowadays right because like lizard juju have very thin legs dragons have like these big like powerful like yeah it's like almost i want to say dinosaur like but we didn't discover dinosaurs elephant until. elephant legs even then it's like I don't know. And again, that I think it might be a modern depiction. I think that's Could why be. a lot of dragons early on were like a combination because mm-hmm. it was a lot easier to imagine animals and kind of reshaping them a little well, bit. Well, yeah, these chimerical creatures, which I, I think are just interesting. Yeah. Chimeras are fun. And I I've I think I've quickly found that they're going to be tying into everything and every, everything, everything we talk about. It'd be fun to do a whole thing on chimeras at some point. I, I think chimeras are, could almost rival dragons just because of how they work. <laughs> it's just a combination, yeah. It's, it's literally just a combination. Like, if you take more than two creatures, it's technically a chimera. So, mm-hmm. you know, Minotaur's chimera, I think you could even classify Medusa as a chimera. Mermaid's chimeras. Sure. I mean, technically, Cerberus is also a chimera. I mean, he was formed from, oh, who was it, Etna and Typhon, which Typhon was basically like, a, they considered him a dragon in Greek mythology, and then Edna was a half-woman, half-snake creature, similar to Medusa. But like, yeah, that's how Cerberus was born, was from a dragon and a half-snake, half-woman Huh. Lady. Dragon, half snake lady. Dog. Dog. You know. Three headed dog with a snake tail. Look, oh, does he have a snake he tail? He has a snake tail and his hair. Oh, yeah. Did you not like Did you not know that uh, Cerberus has a snake tail? No. Yeah, his tail is like a, a braid of snakes. Yeah. I didn't know. Is that. it multiple snakes or one snake? So the. I feel like I've seen both. So there are actually like parts of his hair are, protru- are snakes protruding. So like down his like spine of hair and stuff. Okay. But he actually does have a serpent like tail. Okay. Huh. So, yeah, no, I just, like, I the iteration I know from Cerberus is, like, Hercules. Right. They got that one. Which I don't think they did snakes with that one. It was just a straight-up, like, three-headed yeah, dog. That probably, which is usually how Cerberus is depicted. Yeah. And then there's another, uh, I think it's Goofy God Comics. Uh, they have, like, a puppy Cerberus, and he does, like, a oh, couple, of, like, comic strips with I've that. I've seen that, yeah. And that, that, and, like, you know, he's a puppy. That's all he is, is he's a puppy Cerberus, so no snakes. So that's, that's fair. I just didn't know he had snakes. Yeah, he, he's... <laughs> Very much so heavily the three-headed dog, but then snakes all over. Oh, that's sick. Snakes. Snakes. Even better. I mean, if we're going with loose terms of dragon, I guess Cerberus could be a dragon. Quotation (laughs) mark. Well, we'll have to, like, do a bit more researching and, like, define what we at least will say is dragon 
and then we can classify what is and isn't. Right. I mean, the whole idea is just to bring up old stories of the past. Oh, absolutely. For, like writing or D and D or whatever. Oh, yeah. you want to but do. but for my own personal sake, I want to be like, okay, is it dragon? Well, I'm gonna finish this off with the final dragon story. This one's actually from Norse mythology. Ooh. Ooh. Uh, are we you guys all over the? Yeah, yeah, we did. Yeah, we did. we we kind of hit it all up. I was like, man, nice. I was originally going to do the like the little fat dragon from uh, the uh, Dungeons oh, and Dragons movie, Honor Among Thieves. Yeah, Honor Among Thieves or whatnot. Which does have a fun story. He, yeah, he does have a whole lore. To yeah, but and then I found this one and I was like, nah, we're doing this one. Heck so, have you heard of Sigard and Fafnir? I have. Yeah, you I have. Can't. Sigard sounds familiar, but I did the second one. Does See. Not. I would, I have Fafnir was familiar to me because I think he's in the God of War games or something. Both like of that. them are. Yeah, both of them are. I was like, I think are. that's the yeah. where I'd like, I just briefly remember seeing yeah. it. You get to see the, I think I know what story you're telling, and I think you get to see this in God of War. Oh, do you see this? I think you see like the aftermath of the, the oh, okay. Yeah, story. Yeah. yeah. All right. So let me tell the story and we'll yeah, see yeah. how lore accurate it is the God of War. <laughs> we'll see. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. They did Thor all right. They did pretty good. Also, uh, there's a lot of Norse names in this story, and I'm sorry if I mispronounce them, but here we go. Sick fuck. Yeah, I'm sorry. (laughs) I mean, also just being American doesn't help either. This is true. Yeah. So a little background. (laughs) It's hard. (laughs) Yeah. So basically, this uh, story starts with uh, the dwarf team Hedmar. Hedmar? Had three sons. uh, Rigan, the craftsman of the family. Fafnir, the warrior family, and then Otar, the best fisherman in the Nine Realms, I've been told. And so Otar uh, went fishing, and the way Otar goes fishing is he turns into an otter. Okay, so these are all, like, dwarfs that can... Yeah, these are all dwarfs. Dwarfs have this magical ability to just transform into whatever. Really? I think... I don't know. I don't know if they can transform into whatever. It sounds like, from the story, they have one thing they like to transform to more than the other. And so, I think their status mm, determines how they transform. Transformers. But Interesting. Shapeshifter is the okay. more accurate right. term than transformer. But right, yes. Right. <laughs> Dwarves in disguise. <laughs> uh, so anyways, Oter went fishing. And uh, Loki, Odin, and I think a couple other of the uh, standard god pantheon right. we're out exploring. Uh, the most important gods are definitely Loki and Odin. But they were walking over to uh, the Dwarf King's place and was like, oh, hey, Loki's like, oh, hey, look at this awesome otter. And then just kills the otter. Yeah, Loki would do that, wouldn't he? Yeah. And so Loki (laughs) kills the otter and he's boasting about how pretty the otter's pelt is. And then horrified, the Dwarf King and his two sons, Fafnir and Regan, are like, "That, that, that was our brother slash that's my son. Right. The dwarf king's like, oh, damn. that's my Fuck. son. Now you have to compensate me for killing my son. And so the rule, uh, basically, uh, what is it? Herders, uh, Hedmar, excuse me, Herdmar. <laughs> I think it changes every time. Dwarf king. Dwarf king. <laughs> that's how we will be referred to from now on. DK. <laughs> DK. <laughs> Herdmar. <laughs> Herdmar. Doesn't roll. We'll get there. We'll get okay. there. <laughs> So the Dwarf King was like, okay, 
your punishment is you have to fill this entire pelt with uh, riches, and I am not to see one whisker of this pelt with how much riches you're, you're supposed to stack onto this. So he goes off and he's like, oh, yeah, I remember this treasure at the bottom of the lake through my travels. Like you do. You you're know, just, as, as you're you You're just do. sitting on that treasure. There's this pike guarding the treasure, though, this uh, pike named Andvari. And guess what? He's also a dwarf. So uh, okay. Loki Loki catches Anvari and basically says, hey, give me all your riches or I'm going to kill you. It's basically the terms cool. and conditions. Cool. Damn. I mean, at least this guy got like a, a like a, a one if. Loki was just like, that's a cool honor for the first guy and then just stabbed him. Like, I mean, if you're going to be a god or a dwarf turning into animals, you want to be the prettiest animals. And No, I'm not saying it's wrong to be pretty. I'm just saying this guy's getting a, a chance to, yeah. to live. First, the first guy didn't even get a chance. Yeah. And so Edvari was like, yeah, I don't want to die. So here's all my treasure. Like, here's my gold. But uh, Loki notices a ring on him uh, and is like, hey, I also want that ring. And Edvari is like, no, like take everything else, but leave this ring. And Loki's like, nah, I want that ring. <laughs> and so Edvari is like, well, fine. And then he curses the ring, as you do, being the pike dwarf, which... I find it interesting how many dwarves you find in this story. Like, right. The amount of times that you found a dwarf hanging out in the river as a river animal. I had a nickel. Maybe, maybe dwarves just all secretly want to be like river animals. Nah, the amount of times dwarves and Loki interact in Norse <laughs> mythology and it gets mad and crazy. Do they have beef? I, dude, for real, no they fish. do. They have fish. <laughs> it's real fishy. Between real them. fishy between the two. <laughs> Current's pretty rough. So yeah. So. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so, Vadvari curses the ring, mm-hmm. and Loki takes all the riches and the ring back to the Dwarven King, and the Dwarven King's like, "Sick, this is awesome." And Loki's like, "Oh yeah, by the way, this ring is now cursed. Uh, do you still want it?" And the Dwarven King's like, "Sure, whatever. I don't care." <laughs> I don't know. It's respectable that he's like, oh, yeah, this is cursed. But then also the Dwarven King's like, I guess. I don't know. Well, it's also like Loki's like, I don't care. Like, I, this treasure was never meant for me in That's the first fair. place. So That's it's fair. like, I'm just fulfilling the needs, I guess. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. So anyways. Uh, that's kind of where Loki exits the story. However, um... Uh, the ring, I there was a couple different sources I used for the story, but I got the sense that whoever had this ring, it would ruin their lives. Like mm. it would be, it lead to their demise is what this ring would do. Ring of power. Yeah. Oh. So f- funny that you bring yeah, that up. Oh. <laughs> oh. So this story is actually what inspired uh, Tolkien for the is Hobbit. It? Oh yeah. shit! Yeah. Is it really? Yeah. This, oh fuck. Yeah. So this is the story that inspired oh, that awesome. story, which I find funny that you're bringing up the greed stuff because I'm like, oh, well, this is the yeah. North so I legit, re- I was reading this story and I'm like, oh yeah, no, this is definitely. And then at the end of when I was hearing this, I was like, and then they're like, oh yeah, this one is inspired Lord of the Rings. Did you watch the TED Talk? No, I oh, okay. that was a whole different video. It was the whole. Oh, the whole history, history of dragons. Of dragons. Okay. And this was just in there. And I was like, oh, that's funny, because I love Lord of the Rings. Yeah, that's awesome. <laughs> so, yeah, this story inspired him. Oh, sort of awesome. That's so cool. In Lord of the Rings. Basically, Loki hands it over, and then uh, some time goes past, and then Regan and Fifnir, the other two sons, wanted the ring. Right. So they conspired and just killed their father. Oh, okay. Yeah, they, they didn't, like, steal the ring. They just killed No, them. they just straight up killed him. 
Okay, <laughs> that's a theme. Uh, you know how traumatic it was when our brother died, and so we made we made the person that did it go get a bunch of like treasure. Yeah, I kind of want that treasure. Should we kill dad? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> yeah <well>. So <laughs> once uh, they kill their father, Fafnir turns into basically a poisonous dragon. So he turns okay. into a dragon and uh, fights off his brother, uh, Regan, which leaves the kingdom to go uh, basically just get out of there because it's like, well, my brother's taking over the castle. He's a dragon. He won't stop being a dragon because he wants to protect his precious ring. Mm. Okay. I remember "precious" was a key word there. It was very interesting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was, yeah. A it was, it was his precious. He wanted to guard his precious, precious ring. ring, right? And so, in doing so, Fafnir also ended up. Uh, it sounded like he just poisoned the area. Like there was clouds of poison. The rivers were running. Like the ground was just soiled with poison mm-hmm. and whatnot. And since uh, he had such a strong transformation, he decided to just stay a dragon to guard. Interesting. Not just the ring, but also the rest of the treasure so as well. It wasn't that the ring changed him into a dragon he just changed that way himself so that he could best protect his precious ring yes precious ring and the horde too and so he had a horde of gold interesting yeah did it state before what he turned into like did he always just choose a dragon or like see that's the thing is like uh he's they said he was the warrior of the of the dwarves or whatnot right, like the best right. warrior mm-hmm. and so i was like okay best warrior dragon same with like uh otar he's the best fisherman so okay. he turns into an otter i don't know what regan turns into i don't think he turns into anything in this story it also does mention like it was a strong transformation so i'm wondering if they have different levels to this yeah it's like perhaps. maybe he turned into something but like this was just like it took so much effort to turn into this dragon he had no more effort to turn back that could also be it too because like that would be an interesting way. It's like, oh, now his greed has overwhelmed well, him, and now he has to face well, it. I, I think even then, uh, I don't think he wanted to change back, too. That right, is, that's what I'm because getting. Because like he didn't want to change Because back. if you're a big, poisonous, breathing dragon, you're just like, this is my precious ring. You'll be See catch. what greed can do to you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Makes you toxic. Yeah. I think that's the theme. Guys, is this the theme? <laughs> Guys, I think I found the theme. I, th- I think I found the theme. <laughs> I found the theme. So anyway, story's not quite over yet, though. Uh, it ends in a happy ending. <laughs> Quotation marks. For, for audio <laughs> listeners, which is everybody, because we're not doing video, he did air quotes. <laughs> <laughs> air quote time. <laughs> but anyway, so Riggin, uh basically moves away and he uh, finds this boy named Sigurd. Oh, And okay. so he's just like, ah, I'm just going to... He's going to be my apprentice. He basically raises him as a surrogate son is what happens. Is Sigurd also a dwarf? I think he's human. Is he human? Yeah. I think he's human because, uh, yeah, we'll get into uh, the story. There's a couple of reasons, but it is mentioned his class, race. Didn't mention his race, but I assume human. Riggin uh, raised this uh, boy named Sigurd, and then Riggin also uh, reforged his son's sword so basically i need to do more into sigurd because uh there, it sounded like this was a special sword but also there wasn't any attention devoted to the sword because sigurd from his biological dad got a sword and then basically regan just mended it and dwarfed it back into togetherness so it was like a sentimental sword that maybe was broken when his father yeah. gave it to him and then regard like fixed it Pretty much. Okay. But then Rigard made it so good that it was able to cut through his anvil. So. Oh, nice. Yeah. So like 
huge upgrade. Good sword. Great sword. Yeah, great sword. Best sword. And so, but Sigurd wanted, he still wanted the hoard of gold and the ring. And so he, not Sigurd, uh, Regan. Sigurd did? Okay. No, Regan did. Uh, And so he sent Sigurd out to basically go slay his brother. Okay, okay, okay. So he goes out, and out of all people, while he's heading out to uh, the dwarf kingdom or whatnot, uh, Odin actually appears before him. Oh, shit. And he's like, hey, yo, dig some holes to get the poison out of the land so you can get closer. Diggy, diggy hole. And so, yeah, he just digs. Diggy hole. <laughs> but he wasn't a dwarf. <laughs> Damn it. I am a dwarf son. And I'm, <laughs> I'm the dwarf son. <laughs> no, in the in the dwarf's music video, though, isn't it a child? Isn't it a human child? Or is it a dwarf child in the diggy diggy hole? I have no idea. Oh, fuck. Well, was, the it dwarf? was it also a dwarf child? Damn I think it was a dwarf child. But Damn it. Anyways, but basically dwarf. He was so raised. we're surrounded by dwarves, and the only person that digs a hole is not a dwarf. Pretty much. <laughs> so sad. <laughs> you know, it is what it is. This right? is the worst timeline. It's like this this, this specific story. This, <laughs> this specific story tried to stop you from making that joke. <laughs> Damn it. I made it anyways, now I just look like an idiot. But yeah, so he helped get some of the poison out. That way he can get closer. Uh, let's see. Odin appeared. Yeah. Um... Oh, yeah, and then Sigurd just slays the dragon. Just, just does it. Yeah, there was, like... There's, it's not, like, a, a huge documented fighter, and it is... Just, just, that's yeah, what I got out of it. It sounded quick and brief. did he, like, hide in the holes and, like, stab the dragon from the holes? Did he? Because I'm pretty sure I read something about that, where he, like, hid in those so, so cold, like, uh, so-called holes, and, like, he just, like, stabbed the dragon from there. Oh. Oh, okay. And, like, slowly, like, let it bleed to death. Is what I remember. Interesting. Yes. Blood was definitely involved. Yeah, because oh, what was it? Now you're making me remember. Um We'll go with that. We'll go with that we'll story. We'll go with that. I don't because honestly there was kind of a lot to go through, so I'm like, I don't need substance, so he slayed the dragon. <laughs> he, he slayed it. He's dead. That's fair. I mean, when you have a sword that can cut through an anvil, like Right. I guess so. I guess so. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so anyways um yeah i'll go with that one that makes it a little bit more epic yeah which i remember him doing something with the blood but i can't remember what it was <gasps> i'm glad that you brought that up okay oh, i was like okay. i was yeah, like yeah. he specifically had blood yeah yeah there down, wasn't so. so like that's the thing is like there wasn't much highlighting the battle but before and afterwards is quite eventful blood uh so basically yeah he slays uh fifanir not fifanir i was like fifanir fafnir oh okay. my god fafnir uh slays the dragon uh actually regan is near and is relieved and he's like oh this is awesome and he actually uh regan starts drinking the blood to hopefully gain some strength from his brother mm, okay. and then he's like okay uh go ahead and cook his heart that way i can eat it and then get even more strength from him or whatnot <laughs> and sigurd's like okay and so he wants he starts to go cut up this uh the dragon mm-hmm. and then uh he touches the blood and just out of curiosity, what do you think happens when he touches the blood? He um, melts into a bunch of puzzle pieces and uh, they have to put him back together, but they did it wrong and now he's a dragon. Creative. <laughs> Five points for that. <laughs> Yay. Uh, I feel like I, I, I remember hearing about this. But I can't exactly remember what it was. Best guess. 
doesn't he get a vision of some sort? Um, uh, that's my guess. He gets a vision of some sort and about the heart, I'm pretty sure it is. But so that's my biggest guess. So he touches the blood and he ha- gains the ability because dwarves blood is magic. Uh, he gains the ability to talk to birds. What? <laughs> that's right. Oh what? my god, I remember this. <laughs> what? I thought you were gonna just say he gained his ability to transform. I was like, that's a little odd, but okay. <laughs> what? And so now that he can talk to birds, the Odin Ravens are actually there. Oh shit. Okay, that makes sense. And the Odin Odin wa- the Odin Ravens. Odin Ravens. Odin Ravens. The Odin's Ravens, uh war- oh my god, that's ugh, why did I write my notes? Like- yeah, basically, Odin's ravens are like, "Hey, man, uh... <laughs> saw man." Uh, but all my characters are like that. Uh, but they're just warning him, like, "Hey, Sigurd's gonna kill you." Uh, yeah, isn't that Sigurd? We, we've been watching. Oh no! Yeah, I'm sorry. Uh, Regan wants to kill you. Yeah, we've been watching, bro. Yeah, Regan's gonna kill you, man. Don't they tell yeah. him to eat the heart instead? I'm not in the stories that uh, I found. I mean. I- that could be in one version. I want to make that clear. There are so many different versions of these stories. Yes, like, it's very easy to manipulate a story. Yeah, so, like, and that this story I'm telling you is kind of a hodgepodge of two. Like, one, this story is, like, the Odin Ravens. Another story was just birds, and all the birds in the forest were saying yeah. he's going to... birds were telling him Yeah, this. all the birds. That's the one I remember. Yeah, all the birds. birds. That feels more frightening than Odin's birds specifically. <laughs> like, I know it's, like, a bad, or, like, an interesting omen if Odin's birds are there, but, yeah. like, also just all the birds started warning you. Do you think that's where the phrase, a little bird told me, is from, like, a story like this? Probably. That would, that would be, make sense, like, ravens, like, the Odin ravens are just telling you something, like, that yeah. would be fun. Yeah. I'll look that up. I'll see what the origin is. I like that. I'm gonna say that's canon yeah so anyways that's so he learns he gets the ability to talk to uh, the birds and the odin ravens are like hey he's gonna kill your dad's gonna kill you kill him first so he does he sigurd kills uh regan before he gets the chance to gets rid of the ring and uh not gets rid of i actually don't know what happens to the ring but he doesn't want anything to do with the ring because he's like okay like everybody who's touched this do they cast into the fire of mount doom yeah, they do actually. No, 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 no. <laughs> actually, <laughs> actually, no. But he's just like I think it's he's just, just not established. I I think he just leaves the treasure and the ring there, and then Gollum finds it. Mm, yes, and that's what starts. <laughs> <laughs> it was all circles together. <laughs> I didn't know that the Norse dwarves like transformed at all. I find that very interesting. I have a I I have a love for shapeshifters. I think they're very neat. So. North mythology mythology is just full of shapeshifters like Loki. Yeah, I, I, I guess that's true. Everybody in that that place shapeshifts. Yeah, I feel like it's hard to keep track of anybody. Well, you, I mean, you don't get to hear very like obviously Loki over like right. shadows a lot of the shapeshifters because he is the shapeshifter. The, yeah, but like yeah, I mean most when you think of dwarves especially like in norse mythology not very many of them shapeshift as far as i'm aware really so like, like yeah as far as I'm, like, I'm aware a lot of them group. don't shapeshift well and that was the whole story is this but uh like they mentioned like this bloodline is now gone like these this family of dwarves is basically all okay, dead now. so this was like a so it might have just been this game. specifically this Very family dwarves. See, that but that also fun. doesn't account for the pike because now there's still that shapeshifter. Right. Loki didn't they, kill him. But they weren't related to him, or at least not that the story mentioned. They didn't mention. Interesting. Strange. I don't know. 
I've got, I've got no idea. Agreed. Maybe he was their weird uncle that they ostracized. <laughs> Get out of here! But he's still hung around, just yeah. just just outside of that uh that uh the fishing grounds. Yeah. <laughs> Unless maybe he died because of the poison in the water. Could be. And that could have been a possibility. Could, could have been be. That. Who knows? I don't know. He, was he a very, still exists. He was a very point. powerful pike. Indeed. He was able to. Well, he was well, able. We know to Ragnarok curse. happened, so they died anyway. <gasps> uh, Spoilers. Fuck. <laughs> Shit, when did that happen? Oh, is this new? 2012. Shit. <laughs> Dude, can you imagine the coordination if the Thor Ragnarok came out in 2012 instead of like, when did it come out? Like 2018 or something like that? Uh, yeah. yeah. Final thoughts so, on Dragons. I don't know. Those were just three ideas. I don't know. You told a specific dragon story. I to- covered like a group with like a story, but it didn't have like a name attached to them. Yeah. And then we just kind of talked about like Satan for a second. Yeah, so. you know, <laughs> that happens. I mean, we cover we we pretty much done everything there could be dragons. So yeah. don't expect any more dragon episodes. We're done. We've yeah. covered everything there could be. Yeah, there's yeah. definitely not a whole plethora. No, no, we covered it no. all in this. Couldn't possibly be like hundreds within just stories smog, like how to train your dragon. Skyrim. There's not smog. There's not all the wind. Um, you know, it's just none of those guys matter. Right, the last dragon. They're they're, they're practically. The dragon prince. Worthless, yeah. <laughs> you know, just boring yeah, stories. Just Nobody wants to hear those. Nobody wants to Super Smash Bros. <laughs> Yoshi. <laughs> Yoshi! <laughs> dragon. Okay, actually, wait. When he gets the ability to fly... <laughs> You're right. Does that make him a dragon? Because well, he, this, this he also... Because he also... <laughs> but doesn't he breathe fire in that mode as well? Like, he has the wings yeah, and breathe fire. fire. Damn, Yoshi's a Yoshi's fucking a dragon. dragon. You call me crazy, but who's the real genius here? Me. Yeah, man. I, although I, I almost want to, like, granted, we just talked about how dragons are chimeras, but I want to classify them more as chimera because of the feathered wings. Mm. Mm. But there are dragons with, like, feathered wings. Are there? I think so. There's got to be. Name one. Uh, Dragonair. Dragonair? From Pokemon? Oh, Dragonair, yeah. Dragonair? Yeah. He has wings. I thought, I well, thought Dragonair I, does. Oh, on the have game. you seen the one on animation? The, like it was a short, and you see Dragonair yeah. flying with his wings. He, it, yeah, Dragonair does have. Oh, I thought he just went wings. snake, snake, giant mascot just dragon, dragon snake, dragon snake, fat dragon. Hell There's no. Pokemon dragons. We didn't even touch on those. It's a whole element. Yeah, it's true. See, dragon. Yeah, <laughs> but we covered it all. So yeah. Hey, Charizard's not a dragon. I'm going to actively, when we do our Pokemon Dragon episode, I'm going to spend nothing but that whole episode fighting for him. Because he is literally the, like, purest definition of dragon, and they will not give it to him. I so did. It is mega evolution. That doesn't count! I actually have arguments against that, so I'm excited for the Charizard episode. All right, well... Next time we hit on dragons, we're doing Pokemon dragons. It'll be heated Pokemon debates. <laughs> I actually, doing Pokemon, that's the whole thing. Pokemon mythology would be really cool. Pokemon, yeah, that would be really a ton of fun. Anyways, Bye. if you made it this far in the episode, thank you so much for watching or I'm, listening. Congrats. Good job. <laughs> and yeah, we have an Instagram page. And if you like our stuff, comment on Instagram, spread the word. We love you guys. Thanks for listening. Woo. Peace.